Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House! Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Looking at some of our wacky stuff today. Bring me bring me your finest joke there, uh, Michael. It's Friday, you feel, you see. Meanwhile, I saw that tomorrow is National Christmas Card Day, and I've already seen some pretty interesting cards this year. I'll, I'll show you some of the ones I've... It says, here's a card from Good Morning America. It says, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. You open up, says, still not the most awkward hookup I've seen lately. And wow. Here's a card from Joe Biden. It says, Silent Night, Holy Night. You open up, says, nothing beats silence, I'll tell you what, being quiet is great, not everyone can do it, no sir, that's a fact, some people just can't zip it, but when they do, boy, it's something else. Here's a nice card I got from Elon Musk, it says, grandma got run over by, open up, it says, self-driving Tesla. Wow. What? Oh, no. So, um, and finally, here's the card from Vice one. President Harris. It says, deck the halls with boughs of holly. Open up, says, Kamala, la, 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 la. Yeah, so speaking of Kamala Harris, uh, I keep seeing the speech from the president as he welcomes back Brittany Griner from the Russian prison. And over his shoulder is Kamala Harris. First time she's been seen in a long time. She does not speak. Nobody gets a microphone in her face. What is going on with Kamala Harris? I would like to know the political reporting on that. It's not an accident that she's all of a sudden disappeared. I mean, just completely disappeared from the scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think she's entirely a negative. There are no positives to having her do anything. So I uh, just saw the video, which you should see, of the basketball player crossing, crossing paths with and shaking hands with one of the world's worst terrorists as we made an exchange of a, uh, a, a young basketball player for an arms merchant. It seems mm-hmm. incongruous, but there they are walking across the tarmac and, and passing just like you would do in a movie. And it doesn't seem to be anybody thinks this was a fair trade. I guess some people think, well, it's the best you can do. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the behind-the-scenes negotiations were. I would love to know if, if, if everybody in his orbit, in the president's orbit and White House, were in agreement with this. I'll bet they weren't. I'll bet there were a lot of voices that thought, no freaking way we're making this deal. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bet you're right on that. Anyway, we'll have more on that later. Wanted to hit you with the inflation numbers that are out and i'm not going to go very deep on them because i don't understand them and i'm not going to claim that i do but the november read on the producer price oh yep the ppi go on came in hotter than expected today with prices rising 0.3 percent over the prior month and on a headline basis so the headline producer price which i also don't understand is at 0.4 in the core basis economists had expected 0.2 so it's twice as much. So according to the Wall Street Journal, this shows that inflation pressures are uh, still hot. We, we thought they were easing based on last month's, and this would suggest that inflation is going to be firmer and last longer than we had thought, according to these numbers. The stock market is going to head straight to the toilet today, I suspect. Sell! Buy the dip! Buy the dip! Yeah. <laughs> Will do. Buying the dip has not worked out as well in the last year. Uh, it has been a worse buying the dip in the last year than at any time going back to the 30s. Jack, it's the exception that proves the rule. It's really quite extraordinary. An expression that's always confused me somewhat. Yeah, I, what are you supposed to do with that information? It's just, it, these are weird times. Okay. Get through them. That's my advice. You know, the markets are down slightly as we speak. Sam Bankman-Fried, the curly-haired guy who ruined all of crypto, is going to testify to a House committee next week. So he not only did not run to Dubai, shave his hair and get a fake mustache to hide from the world, he is going to testify in front of Congress. And I have a feeling we're going to learn a lot about the world of crypto. Although you're going to have a bunch of old people that can't use the ATM ask about it. (laughs) Can't figure out their TV remote. Or writing Um, checks at the grocery store. That's right. what you're going to have. You're going to have people who write checks at the grocery store asking this guy about crypto. Bingo. <laughs> well, and to me, the most extraordinary part of this is you have a guy with the ability, the talent, the skill, the uh, the skill set to make billions of dollars, generate billions and billions and billions of dollars. But he had like no accounting procedures. There was no structure in the company. So he was... Like a high-flying child who struck it rich in a way that is unimaginable in all of human history, and yet did it without like putting the bricks in place, and then it all just exploded. So yeah, no matter what you think of him or crypto or whatever, I just think it's going to be an interesting story to see unfold if indeed he shows up. 
The first thing I thought when I heard that he was going to testify before Congress is that uh, that day he's going to call and say, uh, yeah, this is uh, FPS or whatever his name is, SBF, SPF, SBF. Yeah, 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 I'm uh, still in the Bahamas and totally not in Dubai. Uh, and uh, <coughs> I think I have COVID, so I can't testify today. But <coughs> um, I think... Next plane boarding from Dubai. Oh, ignore that. <laughs> In the background. So I'd be happy to testify next week. So, yeah, it's just a, a delaying maneuver. That was my first thought. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, for whatever reason. I don't know. Well, he's been uh, remarkably available for interviews. He sat down with George Stephanopoulos and and everything like that. I don't, I don't know. He might not be with it enough to understand what kind of trouble he's in. I don't know. He's, he seems kind of an interesting dude. Well, and, and he's just kind of a brilliant man-child, I think. A brilliant man-child. Yeah, and wildly irresponsible. Hey, could you give me a quick rundown? i got something very good coming up uh, and serious about how Putin's Russia is using their cyber powers in the war in Ukraine. A lot of stuff that I didn't know that's freaking fascinating. We got Great, and I have a new hero who's a Russian politician I want to tell you about. Um, Cool. Uh... Henry's going to, my son Henry and the family are going to a white elephant exchange gift mm. party. Can you re-explain to me how that works? I haven't done that in so long. I remember it's fun and I love it, but I don't remember how it works or what well, it is. I, I, well, it depends. Or do you know, but, Michael? Does everybody, does anybody know? Somebody it, should know. You get like a, a crazy gift, a silly, fun gift. Um, Everybody and, does. Yeah, everybody brings one. And I think usually... You, like, draw a name and give it to them, and then the next person's name who comes up, they can either go blind and pick another gift, or they can take that gift. Right. Or maybe that's a different sort of gift. I think that's what it is. Is that what a white elephant is? I think that's right. Yeah. It's sort of like, let's make a a deal. It is a great deal, like, let's make a deal, Michael. (laughs) Well, yeah, and the exciting thing is there's usually kind of one standout gift, and that everybody wants, and so everybody just keeps grabbing that one. Uh, and then wow. you, and then you, and then you, but if you decide to pass on it and you pick for something else, if you get the wah wah donkey behind the door, if you remember, let's make a deal or something like it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, so do you want to, what's the best strategy? Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, a white elephant gift exchange, Yankee swap or dirty Santa. Wait, I thought the dirty Santa was when you put on the hat and your wife will never. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a party game where amusing and impractical gifts are exchanged during festivities. The goal of the White Elephant Gift Exchange is to entertain party goers rather than to gain genuinely valuable or highly sought after oh, items. No, I thought the point was to gain generally valuable or sought after <laughs> items. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's to uh, entertain so, yeah. people. What the hell? Yeah, hang on now. The rules. Uh, we must follow the rules. Otherwise, we're a little better than animals. Yeah. <laughs> The gifts are placed in a central location. Participants determine in which order, often randomly, they they're will wraps. take turns you selecting a gift. Yeah, right? they're wrapped, so you don't know what's in there. Yeah. The first person opens a wrapped gift, and the turn ends. On subsequent turns, each person has the choice to either unwrap a new present or steal another's. Right. So, But here, the strategy, that's what I'm asking about, and I might need people on the text line for that. To make it the most fun for me, should I take something that I think will be pretty desired or something pretty ridiculous? What would make it the most fun? I'm willing to throw a couple of dollars at it if it like would make it more exciting. 
Well, I don't want it to be so great that people are like throwing fists to try to make sure. I was going to say, when a person's gift is stolen, that person can either choose another wrapped gift to open or can steal from another player or can fight the person trying to take the gift. Forgotten that. So there are multiple layers of stealing. So I get the cool thing. Somebody steals from me, but then I get to go steal from someone else. Right. But you can't, no steal backs, I'm assuming. No steal backs. Everybody knows that. Fun! Oh, Henry's going to love this. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, just don't fall in love with a gift. Oh, yeah, it'll probably get stole. Yeah, you want to be. You want your name drawn toward the end, obviously, in this game. And uh, if you're tempted to perform the dirty Santa with your partner, be sure to get their consent. Who's been naughty? Huh? <laughs> huh? I got something nice. Uh, if you know what the best strategy is for bringing a gift to a white elephant, you could text me four one five two nine five KFTC. The Origin Jack, allegedly the king of Siam, would give white elephants to people who had displeased him. So then they would, A, have to take care of an elephant, and B, if they ever got rid of it, he would know about it because there aren't many white elephants or something like that. That's an interesting origin story. It was a punishment. Hmm. I'll be damned. Uh, What Russia's up to cyber-wise in Ukraine Fascinating stuff that was testified in Congress the other day. You probably didn't hear about, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A uh, news organization we pay a lot of attention to is the Dispatch. Find it pretty interesting. They got uh, one of their guys, Clon uh, Kitchen, who's an expert in uh, all kinds of different things, um, cyber and military and that sort of stuff. You'll have to take my word for it. Um, his uh, his credentials are really, really good. And he briefed people in the government the other day on what's going on in Russia. 
and he summarized for the dispatch what his briefing was, and I found it pretty damned interesting. He said, I began by explaining how Russia is expanding its cyber operations as it endures mounting battlefield losses. Over the past several weeks, hackers in Putin's military have increased attacks on Ukraine's critical infrastructure. So it's not just missiles. Sometimes with isolated cyber attacks and other times in conjunction with the missiles. These operatives, sometimes known as a radium or sandworm, have recently been using a particularly nasty wiperware attack on dozens of targets in the energy, transportation, law enforcement, energy services, healthcare sectors, hospitals. Do you know what wiperware attack is? Uh, wiperware is? I assume it just wipes your hard drives yeah. clean. When unsuspecting victims download Iradium's prestige wiperware, entire networks are taken over, their data permanently corrupted or completely disappear, wiped, bringing most or all operations at the target facility to a complete standstill. More significantly, though, Russia is expanding these operations into Poland. Railway and logistic targets in the NATO ally are being hit with similar wiperware attacks, presumably to disrupt military aid flowing into Ukraine. That's pretty obvious. This is a huge story. Yes, it is. That's why I'm reading it. <laughs> generally agreed upon that cyber attacks are attacks. Well, They're different in a way. Doesn't but... seem to be generally agreed upon yet. While the tactical rationale for these attacks is obvious, it could prove to be a strategic mistake for Moscow. For instance, in 2017, Russian cyber attackers unleashed the NotPetya wiperware attack in Ukraine. Kind of remember that? That was pre-war, so we weren't paying as much attention to that part of the world. Causing massive disruptions across across the country's electricity grid and other critical infrastructure. But it soon grew out of control and spread across the world. It got out of Ukraine because, you know, it's, you know, it's the way the Internet works. <laughs> We're all connected to everybody. It spread across the world, caused more than $10 billion in damage across dozens of economic sectors in many, many, many countries across the world. If prestige or another piece of malicious code were to break out and do similar damage, the stuff they're using now, it could be considered an attack on NATO and potentially trigger our treaty obligations of an attack on one as an attack on all. Putin is already tap dancing on a landmine and expanding cyber attacks to Poland could prove to be a deadly misstep. How do you not consider... Shutting down Poland's various grids or hospitals or whatever, an attack. We got to figure this out as a as a planet. Yeah, I'm thinking this through, and I don't know. I think it could well be the uh, you know the guy who gets away with jabbing his finger in your chest in the bar because you're not willing to go to fisticuffs. Putin probably has the idea. NATO doesn't want an open war, so we're going to push and push and push. And if at some point we encounter serious resistance, then we pull back a little bit. He also had a lot of reporting about the propaganda that's going on. And he uh, briefed members of Congress and various committees on that, explained that the Russian cyber personnel personnel continue to generate and promote false or misleading narratives throughout the West. Key narratives include sowing frustration across Europe over energy shortages and rising costs, criticism of so-called blank checks being written to the corrupt regime in Kiev. That's a, some propaganda being put out by Russia that you can hear on Tucker Carlson's show. Uh, and calls for Western governments to focus on domestic renewal rather than endless wars overseas. 
While none of these narratives have their origin in Russian propaganda, they are nevertheless being spread and promoted by Russian propagandists and used to erode political will and support. For example, many of us have looked on in confusion as Germany routinely makes grandiose promises of military and economic aid to Ukraine while continually falling short on the delivery Some of the confusion is explained by the fact that Germans are consuming Russian propaganda at three times the rate of the Western European average. So Russia is really attacking Germany with propaganda to try to sway the population and the government. And it seems to be working that they make all these promises, but they don't actually follow through on them. Wow. One more avenue. Well, one more example of the Internet being an avenue for evil. What were you going to do 50 years ago? Drop leaflets? Try to, you know, get some turncoats in the media? Well, we had lots of communists in uh, Time Magazine, for instance, in our publishing uh, in the Cold War. But uh, And he points out that while the United States leads in total financial contributions to Ukraine in the war, Latvia, Estonia, Poland, Lithuania, Norway, Slovakia, and Czechia? Is that what you call? I don't know have given more than we have as a percentage of their own GDP. If you add up all the aid from the European Union countries and institutions, they exceed that which we have given. Hmm. Um, wondering if we should be uh, giving more. That's a different question. But Man, that's cyber attacking on Poland. He is tap dancing on a landmine, Putin. We can see how this uh, turns out if it starts to spread around Europe, these cyber attacks. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Show. Well, anytime an American comes home, we're happy for them, we're happy for their family, but uh, it's a terrible trade. You look at the comparison here, there's no equal playing field. I mean, we're talking about a convicted terrorist, an arms dealer, someone referred to as the merchant of death.
You think back to the Cold War in America, swapped spy for spy, uh, businessman for businessman. It was, it was very much a direct and fairly equal exchange that was usually made. Here, you had a very unequal exchange that was made in terms of the severity of the crime of the people that were being swapped. And watching Brittany Griner, you know, pass Victor Boot on the tarmac in Abu Dhabi was, was quite chilling, frankly, to see that he was being released. Interesting, I think, that that was a conservative Republican congressman, Mike Gallagher, than a liberal media figure, Caddy Kay on MSNBC, yeah, in I, agreement. I watched that live. She was pushing pushing back against the narrative the hosts were trying to drive. She and a couple other guests of, yeah, I'm not sure this was a good swap. Uh, the, 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 the thing the, the Biden supporting crowd is saying is, uh, some are calling this an unfair trade, or some are suggesting that Biden didn't get a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're doing there. You're 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 not saying it yourself because your audience might not like that. But you're wondering how the hell did we trade a young basketball player for one of the worst terrorists in the world? What kind of a trade is that? And, well, I also, and, I don't, and the offense is alleged simple possession of of hash oil versus selling arms to Al Qaeda. I, I, and the Mexican drug cartels and a hundred other horrible organizations. I always want to qualify this with there are, might be pieces we don't know maybe there are things to come maybe putin agreed to some other things that they can't say out loud because it would embarrass putin who knows the the things we might not know for years that happens a lot Mm -hmm. but if there aren't other things to know i think there was a terrible deal well i salute you for your disclaimer because that was a good one um i just think i think there's a huge asymmetry in in the uh the desperation to make a deal I think the Biden administration, for a variety of reasons which we can get into, desperately wanted this gal back. And Putin, he'd like Victor Boot back, but nah, you guys don't want to trade? Never mind. Click. And well, if you have that asymmetry of interest in a negotiation, it's over before it begins. Absolutely. I've walked into negotiations myself like that, where I've thought, I really want this thing. It's very unlikely I'm not going to say yes to whatever this person. (laughs) I mean, I want this thing. Um, Well, so then the question comes down to, should they have wanted it this bad? I guess. Not to be so flip with the young woman's life, because a woman in a Russian penal colony, uh, I hope they didn't mistreat her. Uh, Maybe we're going to find out. I don't know. Um but that that would not be a good place to be. But perhaps the the Biden administration shouldn't have wanted this deal that bad. Or say no, we're not making that deal. We get for a for a, for this guy, we get both. We get and the Putin dude said, "Forget it, then click." Well, then you say, "Forget it, then click," and you nope. hope he comes around because he wants the guy. You're right. I, oh, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, from the Biden administration's point of view, they had to have Brittany Griner back. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that that was a well. Like I said, unless there are extraneous circumstances, I I'm, I'm I I don't believe this was a good deal. Partially because not only is it a bad deal, but as others have said, this is not original thinking. It's obvious. It's just encouraging Iran and China and North Korea and and Putin again. Wow, we can grab just any average person off the street and get somebody we really want back for them. Cool. Oh yeah, we can we can trade an American jaywalker for one of our highest level spies who got busted. 
It's not a good position to be in. No. You know, I have one comment that's idiotic and will not further the discussion at all. Okay. (laughs) I find myself wondering, and this is an inside joke. I find myself wondering if at any point Brittany Griner said, I'm going to call my lawyer Ghana. Ghana means going to. (laughs) I'll bet she didn't say that. Michael, if you could dig up that whole clip, if we still have it around, that's just, I don't know why I find that so charming. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't think of any other explanation other than huge pressure on the Biden administration to get this gal back in a way that they don't feel for Paul Whelan, the the former Marine who is white and a dude. Is that a factor? Don't know. Well, let's uh, let's play Ben Dominich. Why not? Clip number 33, Michael. Brittany Griner is only being the other end of this trade for reasons that I think that we all must acknowledge. She was a cause celeb among athletes and those on Twitter who seem to guide so much of the activity of this Biden White House because of her race, her sexual uh, orientation, uh, her role within the WNBA, etc. And that was something that made her case more prominent. You gotta wonder to what extent that played the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Twitter verse does absolutely have outsized influence on the left of American politics. Well, hugely outsized. It's not just you know some right wing conspiracy theory. Randy Weingarten of the teachers union, who kept your kids out of school, uh, she stated it out loud yesterday. How awesome it is that we got a black lesbian woman. Okay, so you just made it about identity. Okay, well, then we get to wonder to what extent that played a role. Well, and, you know, for the umpteenth time, the not the the fairer-skinned portion of humanity is only going to get kicked so much before they decide, okay, all right, we're going identity, too. And, like, for now... If you even hint at that, you're portrayed as a white supremacist or a neo-Nazi or or whatever. Uh, But there are a lot of people who are a little bit tired. For instance, here's this guy in San Francisco. Let me make my way to this story Uh, right there. Um, Now, I'm not saying this is really widespread, but it's pretty widespread. This uh, elections commission director in San Francisco is a guy by the name of John Arntz. Uh, his contract was uh, not renewed, even though he'd done a fabulous job, according to everybody. He was great at his job, well-respected, etc., but it was decided by certain forces within San Francisco that they needed to carry out San Francisco's racial equity plan to maintain a high level of racial diversity in every government position. And so they let this guy go for being white. And this is a report... Um, that quotes the uh, San Francisco Chronicle rather uh, extensively, and that is a liberal newspaper. And there are some within San Francisco who are mad at this. But anyway, uh, if the Randy Weingartens get their way, and we are ranked by race all the time, whether it's getting arrested or tried or being swapped for Victor Boot or whatever, sooner or later, people, fair-skinned people, are going to say, okay, we're down with that. Well, that's a can of worms. 
Back to the Griner release, the obvious question that I mentioned a little bit ago did come up with White House spokesman uh, Kirby yesterday. Does it not encourage more abductions, more taking prisoners in order to use them to get these people back? Yeah, to some degree, Martha, that ship has sailed. I mean, this is not a, a, a new tactic for Mr. Putin, this idea of wrongfully detaining Americans in return for in, to try to get somebody else back or to get some other concession. Uh, this is part of Mr. Putin's playbook. And uh, one more, just to give you an idea of how far they're bending over uh, <laughs> on the Biden supporting channels. Um, the, the, I mean, they, they, they are, but some of their guests just still can't stomach it. This is a guy, I don't remember what his exact title is, but he's got that look of like, you know, your CIA operative types. Those guys all look the same, don't they? They have a look. Yeah, the gray men. I've heard them describe it's, that. Uh, it's interesting. They all look the same. Anyway, this guy was on Morning Joe, and Joe, and Joe Scarborough on that show was just, and people claiming that Trump would have gotten him out. Are, how'd you make this about Trump all of a sudden? No, is this a good deal that Biden made or not? Anyway, here's this guy who has some experience in this world commenting on it. So, you know, so I think as we, as we look at something like this, you know, we have to look at this soberly. I don't I don't see this as, as kind of a diplomatic triumph. I see it as President Biden making a very difficult decision and going through. And this is what the U.S. government does kind of this, you know, uh, you know, risk versus gain calculus. Well, the gain is extraordinary. We're going to see incredible emotions when when, you know, when uh, uh, Brittany Griner eventually does an interview. But the risks of this are real as well. You know, first of all, we, we still left an American behind in terms of Paul Whelan. We lost leverage uh, over this because Victor Bout was released and we did reward in essence Russian uh, uh, hostage taking so it's okay to look at this soberly it's okay to question this deal while at the same time certainly noting that there is going to be joy in the Griner household yeah it was a tough position the guests were in because and I, I, I don't want to make this into media criticism or shows you never watch but uh, Joe Scarborough is working so hard about the right wingers who have turned this into a controversy and so people like this guest said, well, it's not, there's nothing wrong with looking at this soberly and realizing the leverage we gave up and got well, nothing for it. I don't know if you know Caddy Kay's act, but she's no conservative. Holy cow. No, it's just as she said, it's chilling to watch this young basketball player girl walk by the merchant of death on the tarmac and think, that's the deal we made? Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. A cruise ship for a dinghy in terms of, you know, crimes and global significance. Well, that's an excellent, no, no, no offense to Ms. Griner. That's an excellent point that dude makes because he understands leverage and, you know, a hardball around the world is that, yeah, we lost the leverage we had for any future negotiation. We had something that Putin wanted bad. We could use it if we couldn't get use it here. You could use it in the future. Well, now you can't use it at all. You're going to get nothing. You got nothing for it and you'll never get anything for it. And John Kirby's answer was super weak, too. I want to tell you about that after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, the best home security system you can get. And the 24-7 professional monitoring service, which is better than the other guys, is under a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. For instance, it's better and less expensive. Yeah, the fact that it's been named the best home security system by a bunch of different places multiple years at that price and with no contract is absolutely amazing. 24-7 professional monitoring. You're going to catch the porch pirates who try to steal your, your, your kid's present off the, off the porch. Not cool with your HD cameras and stuff like that from Simply Safe. You order it online. It comes to your home. You set it up yourself. 
They have smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. They alert uh, police response to the specifics of the problem so you get higher priority with the dispatch. Don't miss your chance for a huge savings on our favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You customize it for your house and your needs. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now, uh, what's his face? What is his face? John Kirby. He's actually a pretty good spokesman. Yep. I mean, he, yep. he ought to have KJP's job because she's terrible. She's an embarrassment. I'll bet he does at some point. <clears throat> yeah, I'll bet you're right. But um, his answer to uh, the question about doesn't this reinforce, you know, well, that ship's already sailed. Vladimir Putin already does this. Oh, come on now. It's like letting your kid get away with disrespecting you or stealing or something. Well, that ship has sailed. He's stolen from stores before. No, you've just reinforced in a big way how well this works. Just because it's happened before doesn't justify giving into it. That was a terrible answer. Mm. Yeah. But again, he's he's not the guy making the decisions. He's the spokesman. So, you know, I don't want to screech at John Kirby too much, but the logic ain't there. Yeah. I want to tell you about that Russian politician who's one of my new heroes. This is real courage. Okay. In a bit. Cool. And you can text us anytime with your thoughts. The text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm American. Внимание на произношение. Прям I'm American. I'm American. I'm American. Если вас просят паспорт, скажите, я забыл свой паспорт в отеле. I left my passport at the hotel. И обязательно смотрите, где у нас артикль the, the hotel. The hotel. I left my passport at the hotel. Если вас пытаются запихнуть в автозак. You are violating my human rights. Вы нарушаете мои человеческие права. Последний пункт, когда уже все плохо. I'm gonna call my lawyer. 
Вы берете телефон и говорите, я сейчас позвоню своему юристу. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna это I'm going to. It was a Russian girl learning how to sound like an American with the idea being, at that time anyway, that during protests in Russia, they weren't going to arrest an American. But now with the Brittany Griner exchange, I'm not sure that's true. There was a recommendation. I forget who I saw. Some high-level official said no American. Oh, I think Ian Bremmer wasn't an official. Ian Bremmer uh, tweeted out that no American should visit Russia now. And uh, uh, that's not a good thing. And um, I had another point. What was my other point? No American should claim to be a Canadian, an Irishman. I don't know if I had another point. I thought I did. Um, uh, but just so an average American now, it would seem you can they can grab you and maybe get something good for it. Sure, they can charge you with anything they want. They don't need a charge. They'll make right. one up. They got plenty of them. Speaking of which. A Russian court on Friday sentenced a new hero of mine, opposition politician Ilya Yashin, to eight and a half years in prison after finding him guilty on charges of, quote, spreading false information about atrocities committed in the Ukrainian city of Bucha, Bucha by Russian troops in February and March. Worth noting uh, that the charge was essentially spreading disinformation, which ought to be punishable, according to some people in the United States. And it's funny, yesterday's disinformation becomes today's good, solid information. That's uh, it's not a coincidence. Anyway, uh, plus they're barring him from using the Internet. Before his arrest in July, he spoke about the war on his YouTube channel, often voicing criticism of Putin and his special military operation. While many Putin critics have fled Russia, especially immediately after the invasion of Ukraine, Mr. Yashin vowed to remain, even if it meant prison time. And uh, they go through some of the charges. Uh, in court on Friday, Mr. Yashin stood handcuffed in a glass cage, waving to supporters and making a peace sign, according to witnesses. After the sentencing, he posted a defiant statement on the Telegram messaging app. Quote, so the court sentenced me to eight and a half years in prison. Well, the authors of the verdict are optimistic about Putin's prospects. In my opinion, way too optimistic. With this hysterical verdict, the government wants to intimidate us all, but in fact it only shows its weakness. Strong leaders are calm and self-confident, and only weaklings seek to shut everyone up, burn out any dissent. So today it only remains for me to repeat what was said on the day of my arrest. I am not afraid, and you are not afraid. Mm, good one. That is courage right there. And a patriot. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, wow. Wow. And... And, and again, the contrast between that and the brave radical students occupying the dean's office at, at Evergreen College, acting like they're Che Guevara. Came across this story. The Government Accountability Office recommended that the U.S. Department of Agriculture increase the amount of fish that is served in school lunches. Is that the role for the government that the founding fathers had in mind the federal government declaring how much of which kind of meat kids should eat at school what the hell it's unbelievable <laughs> you, know, you know i came across an, an article uh, what were they talking about oh the rebuilding of ukraine after the war should it ever end and uh, the new york times extensively quoted this uh Central planning Marxist, who's a well-known, uh, you know, PhD think tank Harvard University guy, 
And, and, and the point of it was that we can't trust this to the free market because it, that'll result in inequity and inequality and, and income disparities and all. And, and maybe the wrong industries take off. We need to plan this centrally. I'm like, Oh my God. Still, some of the smartest people on earth in terms of raw brain power think they can pull off central planning uh, successfully. That is a disease that humankind will, will never be cured of. I don't think. The hubris that, oh no, the millions and millions of decisions that are made every second in the free market, I'm so smart, I can do better than that. Well, I've seen it over and over with big companies, too. They take over and uh, gradually consolidate power in, in, in a handful of people at a central location. And it doesn't seem to work very well either. But anyway, um, uh, uh, TikTok is becoming even a bigger problem. More people are telling us that TikTok's terrible for the country. Yet we all continue to use it. More on that coming up in Hour 3. If you missed an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.